Hi friends, my name is Jody Sweet and I'm a life coach and spiritual director traveling the country with my family in an RV as we seek to find the joy in the journey. I have been studying the Bible for over 20 years and I freaking love it. Now I'm sharing it with you in hopes that you discover that you do too. We're going to start by taking a few deep breaths to create the space we need to focus on Jesus. Inhale for four counts and exhale for four counts. Do that a couple times as I pray for us. Sweet Jesus, you are so good to us. Help us move through our obliviousness to a place of understanding and hope. Amen. We're going to do things a little differently today as I lead us through what I like to call a movement. I'm sure there's an actual name for it. Maybe that is the actual name. We're going to move through Psalm 51 in three parts, and we're going to learn more about real repentance from one of the OGs of the Bible. I don't know about you, but the Lord has been speaking to me about repentance ever since last week's episode. All of a sudden, I was having conversations about it, and it was just coming from multiple different directions. And I love when he does that. In the episode, it was called Boss Man, we tried to lay down our preconceived notions about what the word repent means and seek to understand what Jesus was actually saying when he said, the time has come, the kingdom of God is near, repent and believe the good news. Repentance means to feel sorrow, pain, or regret for something one has done or left undone which means we own it, we feel it, and then we surrender it to Jesus where it is dealt with. That is the movement of repentance that we're going to walk through today with David, golden boy of the Bible, the shepherd boy who slayed a Goliath and was anointed by God to be a king. He has an impressive story, but man, did this dude know how to screw up and screw up big. After David became king, anointed by God, he fell in lust with someone else's wife, had an affair with her, and then got her pregnant, and then basically had the husband killed so he could hide his actions. Y'all, that is shocking and wrong on so many levels. But Psalm 51 was written by David after he's been called out for his actions and is prefaced by these words. And I'm reading today from the Passion Translation. It says, For the pure and shining one, a prayer of confession when the prophet Nathan exposed King David's adultery with Bathsheba. If you didn't pick it up on those words alone, prepare yourselves. Psalm 51 is raw and real. It has 19 verses, which are broken up into three parts, or what I call movements. And those movements are called David's Confession, David's cleansing, and David's consecration. Okay, enough setup. Let's get into it and see what the Lord has for us through David's story. I'd like you to try to pay attention to whatever soul pings you or grabs your attention as I read. Whether it's a word or a phrase, just hold on to it and we'll come back around to it later. Here we go. First, David's confession. God, give me mercy from your fountain of forgiveness. I know your abundant love is enough to wash away my guilt. Because your compassion is so great, take away this shameful guilt of sin. Forgive the full extent of my rebellious ways and erase this deep stain on my conscience. For I am so ashamed. I feel such pain and anguish within me. 
I can't get away from the sting of my sin against you, for you saw it all. Against you and you above all have I sinned. Everything you say to me is infallibly true, and your judgment conquers me. Lord, I have been a sinner since birth, from the moment my mother conceived me. I know that you delight to set your truth deep in my spirit. So come into the hidden places of my heart and teach me wisdom. Let's spend a few minutes here and take a look at whatever stood out to you from David's confession, that word or phrase. I want you to bring it before the Lord and ask why that struck you, what it means for you, and then spend a little time listening for his response. Don't worry if nothing comes up, just be present with the Lord right now. If you need some more time here, please pause and take it. If ready to move on, then let's keep going. So there were a couple things that stood out to me about David's confession that I think we might be able to apply to our own relationships with the Lord. First, David believes in God and what God can do. He trusts him. He believes that God is big enough to take away his sin. He says, God, give me mercy from your fountain of forgiveness. I know your abundant love is enough to wash away my guilt. Because your compassion is so great, take away this shameful guilt of sin. Forgive the full extent of my rebellious ways and erase this deep stain on my conscience. Not only does David believe that God will take it away, he also believes that God will erase it. Do you believe that? Do you believe that God's love is big enough to take away your sin? In this first movement of confession, David believes in God, and he's also honest about what he's feeling. He says, For I am so ashamed. I feel such pain and anguish within me. I can't get away from the sting of my sin against you, for you saw it all. This is the definition of repentance. David is feeling the pain, sorrow, and regret for what he has done. He's not running away or trying to hide from it. He's owning it, feeling it, and acknowledging what he really did. He says, Against you, God, and you above all have I sinned. Everything you say to me is infallibly true, and your judgment conquers me. Lord, I have been a sinner since birth, from the moment my mother conceived me. Personally, I was soul-pinged by the phrase, your judgment conquers me. It slices at something deep in my heart, and it makes me want to cry, but in a good way. It feels like such a humble, vulnerable, exposed posture. David has been conquered brought to his knees in surrender by the reality of his sin before God. Ugh. Do you allow yourself to feel the sorrow of your sin? To be brought to your knees by the reality of that sin in your life? Because if we don't do that, we are missing the magnitude of God's grace. David didn't miss it. He believed in God. He was honest before him and he owned his sin. And as this first movement in the psalm wraps up, he invites God to do what he will in him. He says, I know that you delight to set your truth deep in my spirit. So come into the hidden places of my heart and teach me wisdom. 
Friends, I think we're going to stop here for today. I'm just not ready to move on. I thought we were going to get through all three movements, but I need time to just sit in this first movement. And I invite you to do so too. Let's take the opportunity to take inventory of any ick that's clinging to our lives right now. Let's be like David and practice the first movement of confession. Choose to believe that God can take away your sin and erase it. Own your sin, any or all the ways you've chosen the world's way rather than God's. Make a list if you have to. Then allow yourself to feel it in God's presence. Experience the pain, sorrow, or regret for whatever it is that you have done or not done. We're going to start by taking a few minutes right here. So begin that conversation with the Lord. Actually stir up, bring out the things that you are carrying that are sinful in your life. Bring them up before the Lord and feel them, own them. A couple minutes is probably not enough for any of us. And so I want you to take the time you need to until our next episode and really just think about it. Allow yourself to feel the sin in your life, but then come back because this is only the first movement of the story. Because if it ended here, we might have been forgiven for our sin, but what does that mean for the rest of our lives and for the people around us? There's more to come. And I'm going to wrap up today with an invitation of hope for what God will give us in exchange for our sin. And I'm going to do that by praying David's final words in this first movement of confession over you. Father God, I know that you delight to set your truth deep in our spirits. So come into the hidden places of our hearts and teach us wisdom. Amen. Thanks for listening to Live Idlewild with Jody Sweet. I love you guys and I hope this serves you well. If you have any questions or want to dig into this more, don't hesitate to reach out. Until next time, may the love of Jesus grow wild within you until it overflows to others.